Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 23, and today's title is Common Sense Goes a Long Way. <laughs> like, it really is interesting how common sense is not so common anymore, and I'm pretty sure every generation thinks that about the people coming up behind them, you know? And so, nothing new, but God's Word is so full of just good common sense, and when we learn the principles of God's Word, we can just live happy and healthy because common sense goes a long way. We're going to dive into that in just a moment, but as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you are like, sharing, and subscribing these um, these YouTube videos, also the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, and I would love for you to do me a favor. If you are on any kind of social media, I would love for you to go and share this on social media as we are continuing to just try to grow a just a group of people that rally around God's Word one chapter at a time because, man, the more we dig the more we find. And that's one of the things that I've been noticing about the Old Testament. A lot of us, we have experience with the New Testament, we've read the New Testament, but we haven't really dug into these Old Testament books for a thousand reasons. But today's the day, right? We slowly get into it and we find there's so much good stuff here that we can apply these principles. And remember, that's why Moses is doing this. He's not able to go into the promised land himself, but he can send on the next generation ahead of him. And he's telling them, if you'll just trust and obey God, anything is possible. And so that's what the book of Deuteronomy is. Remember, Deuteronomy means second law, and he is laying down these series of sermons. And he said, first of all, it all starts with the Ten Commandments, the covenant of God's law. And then on that, he's building this foundation of what it is to do life with God so that when they go into the promised land, they can be healthy and they can succeed in doing everything God's called them to do. And that's a great lesson for all of us today. God has so many things planned in your life, so many amazing adventures to have. And so it's important that we set up our foundation on God's covenant, God's law, God's ways, God's principles, and then we're able to be successful in all that he has called us to do. And today's is all about common sense goes a long way. So what we're going to see is the first half of this chapter is about regulations in worship. Who should be you know, going into the work of God and who should not be? And there's all these different reasons and they're all common sense reasons. And then the second half, a really good way of looking at this would just be miscellaneous regulations. Just common sense things that help us understand how to think like God. That's the idea is when we read God's word, we're able to discover God's character, discover how God wants us to process things. And so the Bible is full of principles that teach us common sense for everyday life. And we're going to see a bit of that today as Moses is just saying, hey, have common sense. It goes a long way. So if you've got your NLT Bibles open with me, Deuteronomy chapter 23, got your cup of coffee ready, we're going to start off with saying something uncomfortable. Here we go. Verse 1, if a man's testicles are crushed or his penis is cut off, he may not be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. By God's grace, 
I'm never going to read that sentence again. <laughs> Verse two, if a man or if a person is illegitimate by birth, neither he nor his descendants for 10 generations may be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. Verse three, no Amorite or Moabite or any of their descendants for 10 generations may be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. Verse four, these nations did not welcome you with food and water when you came out of Egypt. Instead, they hired Balaam, the son of Beor, and Pehor, in distant Aram Naharim, to curse you. But the Lord your God refused to listen to Balaam. He turned the intended curse into a blessing because the Lord your God loves you. As long as you live, you must not promote the welfare and prosperity of the Amorites or Moabites. Do not detest the Edomites or the Egyptians because the Edomites are your relatives and you lived as foreigners among the Egyptians. The third generation of Edomites and Egyptians may enter the assembly of the Lord. Now pause. That seems pretty, like, not good. That God is saying that if someone is illegitimate by birth or they're from these clans, they are not admitted to the assembly of the Lord for several generations. However, the Edomites and the Egyptians are. Now, what's the common sense behind that? Well, the common sense is that the Amorites and the Moabites were active enemies of God. And so what you have to have then is you have to have generations of faithfulness before they are then trusted to be able to enter into the assembly. So therefore, you have to go through this process of going, okay, these people are now trusted. They are now with us in all of this. The other one is, is that if someone is illegitimate by birth, that means they were born because of the sinful actions of others, then they're also raised in that illegitimate thing as well. And so there is this assumption here that not only were they born in sin, but they were raised to accept this sin as not doing the way that God wants it to be, then there needs to be generations of getting that bad mentality out of that family so that they can enter into the promise. As opposed to the Edomites and the Egyptians, it's not the same thing. These are people who are your family but are not connected, or these Egyptians where not all of Egypt was against them, but it was the the, the evil Egyptians, the, the, the taskmasters, those were the evil ones. And so God is saying, use common sense here. Who were enemies and who were just people that are not part of it? And so therefore, you have to have different types of boundaries for different types of people. That's the idea behind this. Different boundaries for different types of people. All right, verse 9. When you go to war against your enemies, be sure to stay away from anything that is impure. Any man who becomes ceremonially defiled because of a nocturnal emission must leave the camp and stay away all day. Praise the Lord. Verse 11. Toward evening, he must bathe himself, yes, and at sunset, he may return to the camp if he has bathed himself. Verse 12. You must have a designated area outside the camp where you can go relieve yourself. Each of you must have a spade as part of your equipment. Whenever you relieve yourself, dig a hole with that spade and cover up the excrement. The camp must be holy, for the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and to defeat your enemies. He must not see any shameful thing among you, or he will turn away from you. Pause. Now, this is one of the most important things that God could have told them through Moses. Because think about it. 
We've heard of these different ideas of these people groups who didn't understand how disease works and that when you use the bathroom, what comes out of you is not holy, right? That's where a lot of times uh, different bacteria live and that kind of stuff. And so people that didn't know that, what they would do is there is from these different cultures and different things, they would go outside of their dwelling place and just wherever they wanted to, they would just squat down and use the bathroom. Well, the reason why those people don't live anymore is because that's how disease spreads and bacteria spreads, and it would actually cause disease to go through the camp and kill everybody. Well, they don't know yet about bacteria. These people don't know about these different things, but God giving them wisdom before they even knew what to do with it, said, when you have to go to the bathroom, designate a place, and then even then, don't just go to the bathroom, bury it. That way you are removing the bacteria. If he hadn't have done this, within a generation, they would have been crippled by disease. And so they don't know yet how important this is. One of the things that's so powerful about the Bible is there are things now that we go, well, yeah, but during the time, it might have been very revolutionary because God was actually helping them when they didn't understand. So the common sense is keep the crap away from you. <laughs> there we go. Verse 15. If slaves should escape, I can't believe I just said that. If slaves should escape from their masters and take refuge with you, you must not hand them over to their masters. Let them live among you in any town they choose and do not oppress them. No Israelite, whether man or woman, may become a temple prostitute. When you are bringing an offering to fulfill a vow, you must not bring to the house of the Lord your God any offering from the earnings of a prostitute, whether a man or a woman, for both are detestable to the Lord your God. Do not charge interest on the loans that you make to a fellow Israelite, whether you loan money or food or anything else. You may charge interest to foreigners, but you may not charge interest to Israelites so that the Lord your God may bless you in everything you do in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promised him, for the Lord your God demands that you, be, you promptly fulfill all your vows, or you will be guilty of sin. However, it is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. But once you have voluntarily made a vow, be careful to promise to fulfill your promise to the Lord your God. When you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat your fill of grapes, but you must not carry any away in baskets. And when you enter your neighbor's field of grain, you may pluck the heads of grain with your hand, but you must not harvest it with a sickle. So once again, common sense. God is saying that when you enter into something, you enter into a, a covenant. Nowadays, we call it a contract. You enter into an agreement. Keep your word. Have integrity. Don't say one thing one day and something else another day. You don't have to make this covenant, but once you do, keep your word. Be someone who can be trustworthy. And then the next thing is, is that when you go into someone's house and they offer you something to eat, yeah, eat. It's fine. But don't go through their refrigerator taking all their food. <laughs> don't go in there going, I'm going to take this, that, and the other. Don't do that. But always show uh, grace and not uh, abuse the kindness of others. And so just common sense for living in community. Because Moses knows that what he is setting up is going to have to last for generations. And he's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write these things. And so one of the things we have to remember in our current context is to live in community requires common sense. And common sense is not always so common because common sense comes when we read and know God's word and then we apply it to community. 
Have you ever been in one of those times when someone promised you something and then changed their mind? Well, that doesn't affect them, but it affects you. And then you learn that lesson the hard way. Or have you ever been in a situation where someone takes advantage of your generosity or of your hospitality? Well, yeah, that's hard. And so you have to have common sense so that you know when to not take advantage of others' hospitality. And then on the other side, you know how to put in proper guardrails and boundaries so that you're not taken advantage of as well. And that can be really tricky in our Christian community because God's word teaches us to be generous and to have hospitality. But then we have to learn on the other side how to not abuse it. So it's hard. But that's why God's word teaches principles that then we live out together and common sense goes a long way. Let's pray together and we'll be done. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you love us enough to teach us boundaries, to teach us common sense, because you want us to thrive in this life together. I pray that we will slowly but consistently apply your word so that we can find freedom in every area of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't forget God's word says this in Deuteronomy 30. Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Say it with me. Choose life. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. My prayer today is that you would choose life. I'll see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 24.